I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. You can read him today. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, what I got for you. You know what I have? I have Disney Plus. Plus go. Plus what? I don't know. Disney Plus one? or Did you, <laughs> did you do the bundle? Did you sign up for the bundle on Disney Plus? Yeah, we are already paying for Hulu and ESPN Plus, so I. Uh, oh, so you did the bundle. So I basically okay. paid a dollar for Disney Plus today. <laughs> okay, that's a pretty good deal. It's a pretty good deal. I just I we turned it on today, and my wife was like, "Man, are we are we legit gonna like have Netflix on again? Is this is this a thing? I don't know. It's just it has everything." And if you haven't gotten it, I can't promote it enough. The only thing I'll say is that there's not a lot of just shows. There's tons and tons of movies. There's not a lot of shows, though. So Netflix I use mostly, you know, you just play something in the background, right? I have The Office on, like, all the time. and Or I'll have Parks and Rec on all the time. And so now, you know, Disney Plus doesn't have that kind of stuff. But I watched A New Hope. It was awesome. Right afterwards, I watched Age of Ultron. It was awesome as I was working on stuff, you know, I can change. I can change for this. It has the '90s X-Men cartoon, so that's just what I'm here for. I'm all about it. And I've, I went to bed. I watched it on TV last night. I went to bed. It was like 1:30 in the morning. My wife comes to bed, and I have it playing on my phone too. I was just that <laughs> into it, and it just all my childhood was flashing back before my eyes. I want to know how many hours of content was consumed in the first 24 hours. It had before or after it crashed. Oh, that's true. But I mean, just in general, just yeah. the first day, the first week, the first month, I want to know just how many hours of content was consumed. And it's also, I know for our international listeners, sorry, it's only in the U.S. right now. I think it's coming. No way, is it? Yeah, it's coming, oh, see, it's coming somewhere that. else in like, I think March, like overseas. All right, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Now I feel bad. I wouldn't have brought it up. So, but anyway, watch The Mandalorian. Interesting. I liked I need it. I watch that. I enjoyed Don't it. Don't ruin it. You have a history of ruining just just on the, the spot. one show, and no one cared except for the one guy. Sorry to the one guy. I wonder if he still listens. That was like two, over two years ago. That's true. He got so salty. I had a listener DM me today that said he has been listening since before they drafted Dennis Smith Jr. That's impressive. That's a long time. <laughs> That's day one OG. That's right a there. real long time. Because now he's he's been gone. Now <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr.'s been gone. Yeah. He's definitely been wow. gone. All right, on the podcast today, uh, there's a few things we need to get to. We don't want to fully lean into the preview of the Knicks game. We don't want to. We don't want to build this up like it's the Super Bowl or anything like that. So we'll preview that yeah, because we're a daily pod. We'll so preview that game. Yeah, we got to we got to save some of this stuff. So we'll preview it tomorrow. Uh, don't interrupt me, Isaac. I don't appreciate when you when you interrupt. Oh, me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We don't cut <laughs> each other off. <laughs> me of all people. So we'll talk about. Uh, that game tomorrow. Carlisle, Rick Carlisle, the coach of the Mavericks, if you didn't know that, was on the Zach Lowe Low Post podcast. So there's a couple points on there that we want to talk about and get to. Obviously, it's Carlisle, so he didn't really reveal a whole lot. But there's a couple of points that we want to talk about and discuss. But before we do, Isaac, mm. 
we may have gotten a not maybe a sneak peek or maybe just a full-on reveal of the Mavs new city jerseys. Tyler Adams yeah. on Twitter tweeted out the graffiti style uh, jersey with you know Luca's number seventy-seven in the same style as that hat that was you know trending. It was going around Mavs Twitter that they found at Lids that was in that same style that we've seen the uh, fake court that we've we've seen all that kind of stuff. The graffiti style. Just says Mavs with the like the lime green trim, the gradient blue in the front. The uh, the numbers are a different font than the letters. And if this is the real thing, um, man, I, I it looks like you gave an elementary school like my wife teaches fifth grade, and they gave them like a group of them. Hey, you get to design a jersey and pick from these set fonts. Like these these fonts we've already made up for you, and you can just put it together, and this is what you come up with. That's what I felt like happened with this. Because I guess I guess we'll wait to see them on actual players, but mm. I just I do not feel great about these. Yeah, I'm trying to think. So yeah, we'll preface this with if that is the jerseys, sure. sure. Um, the um, they're definitely different and. I showed my wife uh, a picture of um, of them, however long ago, and I'll, I can share my wife's reaction, not my reaction, because my reaction—they're amazing. I mean, they're just gonna fly off the shelves. And uh, but my wife's reaction—I flipped my phone around, showed her, and she she looks at it and she just tilts her head. And she's like, "Oh no, no, <laughs> no! Really? Is that it? Really? No." And it was kind of like this, I feel bad for you, uh, right? That type of feeling. And <laughs> so um, and they're definitely different. They're loud. They're bright. Uh, and I, I've said this before. The younger generation, I think, will love them. And the whole Deep Ellum thing. Uh, if you've never been to Deep Ellum, that's that's another thing. Like If you've never been to Dallas and really went to Deep Ellum, there's a lot of graffiti. It's a really cool part of Dallas. A lot of good restaurants down there. It's really active on the weekends and stuff. It's just a, a fun part of Dallas, but it's kind of inspired by that. And Sure. And it, made, and it made Isaac yawn. So. Uh, that's, uh, I'm not saying anything else more about these jerseys. It's not looking good. Uh, I think they're going <laughs> to – it's not looking good for our guys, the Mavericks, with these jerseys. So, uh, loyal listener to the pod, Mark Cuban, if you're listening, um, yeah, maybe not. I actually asked him about jerseys on this pod. That's what, true. How long ago? Six months ago, however long. And uh, that's when he shared his whole 30 people on Twitter that care about the jerseys or think, I don't know what he, I forgot what he said. Yeah. The, everyone thinks their creative is the best creative. I'm not saying I have a better option and we complained about the statement jerseys, how they're not a statement. This is more of a statement than the statement jerseys, right? <laughs> yeah. They're, and they're going to be officially released and stuff coming up um, pretty dang soon. So uh, we'll get all the small, Hey, it's all in the details guys. And yeah, we'll no, get all that the was details. the that was the statement jerseys. Where it was in the details. These are the city ones, and it's not in the details on these. But yeah, a lot of new merchandise. They'll come out with it, and we've seen the hats. Well, we might have seen the hats and other stuff. And yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, for sure. So it'll be interesting to see it all come together on the court and with the jerseys and all that. I think that that's coming up in. December, I think we found the date somewhere, and I forgot what it was already. Uh, I'll just—I kind of just want it to surprise me. I kind of want to turn on the game, you know, and just be like, "Oh, look!" 
I think it's in, towards the end of this month. But go look the jerseys. Wow. So we'll see. Uh, I wonder if they'll do do it all up. Like, will Champ be wearing one of these jerseys? Will Mavs oh, man he, be wearing one of these jerseys? Uh, that's not even a question. Yes, they will be wearing these jerseys. They'll be they'll be wearing the jerseys. We'll have. Do they dye like, Champ's <laughs> hair? The assistant the coaches uh, will be wearing different stuff with that color scheme. That color scheme will just be all throughout the arena that night. Yeah, that'll be interesting. So there you go. If you if you haven't seen them, Tyler Adams on Twitter, like the uh, like molecule Adams. That's how it's spelled. Like A T O M S. You can you can go check his out. All right, Isaac. Coming up, we got a couple of five star iTunes review questions that I want to ask you, and then we'll talk about Carlisle on the low post, and then some other Mavs thoughts that we've had over the last couple of days. All right, Isaac. Did you know that Audible has the world's largest selection of audiobooks and audio entertainment? And you can start listening with a 30-day free trial on Audible. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free if you visit audible.com slash NBA. I don't know. There's there's sometimes that there are ads on podcasts, not necessarily this one, but other ones. And I go, why would anyone ever do that? I just don't understand why someone... This is one where I don't understand why you wouldn't do this. 30-day free trial. And you get a free audiobook, just straight up, and then two Audible originals. You can find maybe a different story that you like, something that they came up with. But you can just go get Basketball Love Story for free right now and listen to it. Sweet. Why would you not do that? Anyway. Okay, a couple of five-star iTunes review questions, guys. Keep sending those in. We're actually running low on them. So uh, we're finally getting to the point where we're... uh, When did we first ask? Before the season started? Yeah, definitely before the season started. It was like preseason. And uh, I might have to go check and look for them. But go submit your five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. iTunes actually doesn't exist anymore, huh? But this one is from Fish43. He says... Fish? Is this exclusive? It's a it's a fish with a C, though. F-I-C... F-I-S-C-H. Oh, okay, okay. okay fish. Long-time Raccoon Squad member here. Do you guys think Porzingis will have a bigger impact defensively or offensively for the Mavs this year? This was obviously before the season. Uh, he also said, how do you think the can- the Canada trip will affect the Mavs going into the season? Oh, what a great question. <laughs> but, Why haven't we used that? That's affecting KP, right? I mean... Yeah, that's what that's what it is. It's the Canada trip. He's just still, you know, feeling it. Yeah. But as far as Porzingis, let's just talk about him holistically as far as his, his impact defensively or offensively. Which one have you been more surprised about now that we're watching him every single game? His, his effect on the offense or the defense? Uh oh! Surprised or let's go surprised. Okay. Surprised, uh, just offensively. I, I thought this would be a little bit quicker fit offensively uh, for both sides. I don't want to say this is all Porzingis, but um, it, surprised. I think offensively. I think more important. I think offense or which one will he have the bigger impact on the team? I yeah. think it's offensively too. I think it's been pretty steady. I mean, he's, I know blocks isn't everything defensively. I get that, but. He's over two blocks a game, and I mean, he helps out blocks and defend the rim. Um, just his presence in there is uh, huge for the defense and stuff. So, uh, but offensively, I think it's my answer for both of those. Yeah, I'm surprised about his offensive production just because of how he struggled on you know these these mid range, these pull ups, post ups, things that he just hasn't been as good at as I thought he might be. Even in preseason, I felt like we saw some things where. Like even the very first bucket he got when he, you know, that the turnaround in the post on Blake Griffin where he, you know, 
rose up over him and hit the shot. Like I just thought we'd see a lot more of that, and we just haven't seen it. He just doesn't get deep po- didn't doesn't get as many touches deep in the post as I thought he would. Uh, so I'm surprised on the, on that end for sure. And then here's another one from Siege 110. Uh, love the pod. Been listening since June. Uh, been a Mavs fan since Eric Strickland was a Mav in 1996? Question mark. Random. He said Nick and Isaac are the greatest off the court Mavs related duo. Are we? What What are other off the court Mavs related duos? Oh my gosh! I don't know. Bobby and Skin, I guess. Bobby and Skin, love those guys. Um, uh, this is a long question, so hold on, hold with me. This past summer, a few Southern teams like the Phoenix Suns and San Antonio Spurs reached endorsement agreements with the new and upcoming sports drink, Cactus Juice, which if you know my favorite television show of all time, you'll know why that's hilarious. It's the It'll quench you. It's the quenchiest. While this still won't prevent Gatorade from being the center market piece drink for every NBA team. Is this an ad read? Or some is this people a have question? been tweeting at Mark Cuban to consider bringing it in as, as an option for players at Mavericks games. So, yeah, it's a long shot, but I'm curious if you guys have tried it and if you think something like that could happen for Dallas since we're in the South, too. Cactus what? Cactus juice apparently is this is a sports drink that um, the, the Spurs and Suns have brought in. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, have, I have absolutely no opinion. Is this no guy opinion. like an have, investor in this? This is or? wild. I have no opinion on this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, does he have stock or is he part of like ownership with this company? Or <clears throat> It's just an odd question, but... Uh, Sure, let's bring it in. Um, I mean, down. I mean, Dallas is serving milk this year at home games, so not I to think their the thing players. Serves, uh, oh wait, wait, this is for players, yeah. not the. <laughs> oh, I'm even more confused at this point. <laughs> I don't really care. I mean, much about. I don't. I'm not well versed in the cactus juice uh, industry, so. Um, I can't. I'm googling it. I can't even find anything on it. <laughs> I think if it was really. Uh, beneficial to the team cuban and them would we'll, we'll sniff it out so yeah what about gels should, should we be getting into gels cactus gels uh i don't why why are we is cactus a thing like is know. this like the new avocado i just or? know it'll quench it it's the quenchiest <laughs> i'm done with this itunes question all right that's it sorry siege we don't know what you're talking about sorry bud appreciate the response and the review hit us up on twitter if you want to continue Explain with this, this going further yeah. All right, do we want to dive? Let's dive into the Carlisle thing. So there's, there's only a couple of real big things that stuck out. The first one, the biggest one, the the one that, that needs, he actually did a podcast. The one that That's needs the- to be said. Yeah, first of all, that Carlisle did a podcast mid season, which is just kind of unheard of. Do you get? So I get notifications uh, on a couple different podcasts that I listen to the most. Zach Lowe, I love Zach Lowe. Uh, I haven't been as loyal lately as listen all the time but i get those pop up on my on my phone and say like oh new podcast him and chris herring or whatever it is when this popped up on my phone today i was going down the road and it says rick carlisle i'm like hold up let me just push my brace for a second like rick carlisle was on the podcast he tweeted it today and i thought he was tweeting an old episode like i thought he said hey (laughs) no mavericks nicks coming up here's what rick carlisle said this off season or you know two years ago something like that that's what i really thought it was 
And I was I was laughing because I was like uh, I had to go somewhere for lunch and I was like 20 minutes away from uh, getting back to work and I clicked on the pod I'm like oh I'll listen to like half of it and it said 33 minutes I'm like classic of course uh, most of Zach Close pods <laughs> are like an hour and uh, Rick Carlisle's was 33 minutes so I was, I just listened to it and uh, just finished it up on one car ride back but I yeah it, it was fun hearing Rick in that type of setting the biggest thing awesome. though apparently he loves Mountain Dew this is beyond shock this does not even make sense to me he always seems like i mean he's, he's very in shape right he just seems like he's in shape i guess we'll always see him in workout clothes or a suit so it's, it's not really uh i just wouldn't uh, equate mountain dew to rick carlisle like at all but but i hey. feel like rick would be the one to where if you walked in with a mountain dew he would like look at you and you know he's judging you yeah, for drinking he'd, that he'd say really and really but this would just be one of those situations where you can never fully like judge someone yeah. back because really he would be looking at you wanting it like an envy of you and that he's like really? dying you didn't for bring a drink me of- one <laughs> yeah exactly and i'm like in a way i was listening to him like is this my way is this my way to his heart do i just need to get him a, a 12 pack and take it in and say rick man is i'm sorry about nerlands here you go <laughs> what where do you go? Do you go bottles? Do you go cans? Do you go the mini cans? Have you seen those like half size cans? Yes. You just go straight yes. up two liter and bring your own cups and be like, hey, uh, he did talk about taking shots of Mountain Dew. He, what, but what glass was the, bottles? What the was best. the game that they took a shot of Mountain Dew before a game? It was one I of the, can't was it one of the finals games? To, like it was supposed to be lucky they took a shot of Mountain Dew. Zach Lowe was making a big deal about it, and Rick Carlisle was really trying to downplay it like it wasn't that it big was. of a deal. And it, it seemed like he was kind of embarrassed about it. That was kind of funny. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he was like, that's really stupid. Why would we do that? And why are you bringing this up right now? I just wonder, does he go through Taco Bell drive through to get it? This like, Okay, this is... That's the spot. This is know? my you question. Gotta... So there's regular Mountain Dew, the green stuff, right? The stuff the that I drank stuff, every yes. single day as a sixth grader. Then... There's Code Red, which I loved whenever it came out, and it would have it at sleepovers when I was, I don't know, in elementary school. (laughs) Loved Code Red as a kid. Then there's the orange one, which is Livewire. No, out on that. Orange one. Then there's the best one, which is Baja Blast, which is only available at Taco Bell. So is my guy a purist, and Carlisle only drinks the green stuff? Does he go to Taco Bell drive-thru just to get – because I don't imagine Carlisle eating Taco Bell, right? Uh, what I would pay to see Rick Carlisle in a Taco Bell drive-thru. <laughs> Eating in the parking lot by himself. Drinking <laughs> drinking a Baja Blast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What other kinds of Mountain Dew? Okay, there's the new, uh, the the Russell Westbrook kickstart, kickstart ones. Is, is, is he popping one of those before games? I mean, what, what are what are the ends to his Mountain Dew obsession? Or is Maybe that's what is in his like cup on the sideline wow. when he takes a sip. Wow. This, we need to flesh. Forget this out cactus more. juice. This is we should be spot. They should be sponsored by Mountain Dew. Just Carlisle loves Mountain Dew. That would ignite the players right now. That would ignite the the starting lineup for sure. Two weeks from now, Luca is in the next Mountain Dew commercial, and we're like, "Whoa, we know!" Like this <laughs> is why. And, you know, Carlisle asked him for a hookup, right? Yes, he did. If Luca was in a Mountain Dew commercial, I can't imagine the things people would say. No, we can't. No. <laughs> lifetime supply and he takes advantage of it i feel like people would say um okay coming up let's get into some of the real things that carlisle said there's a couple things that we actually want to flesh out that are actually about the mavericks i know we've been kind of stupid on this podcast but um it's some actual real things about the starting lineup about 
uh, his philosophy on you know starting different lineups every single game it seems like and this roster specifically so let's get into that coming up next all right Isaac so we mentioned the Mountain Dew thing that was the biggest thing the other biggest thing I thought from this podcast this interview was that he doesn't openly talk about the malice of the palace he was famously the uh he coached the Pacers. He coached both teams, which is funny. But he was coaching the Pacers at the time. And I I think he was coaching the Pacers. And this was when, you know, Ben Wallace and Ron Artest and uh, Steven Jackson and all them got into that, that big fight. And then it went into the stands and, you know, all that crazy stuff. And he just says that he doesn't talk about it. And that it was the 10-year anniversary recently and media came to him. And I think they did a documentary. And I remember he- hearing this from somebody, that they did a documentary on it and Carlisle wouldn't. He wouldn't do the documentary. Like, he didn't want to be interviewed. I just found that kind of interesting. There's really no point to it, but just thought that that was interesting. He doesn't talk I did about too. it. It was interesting. It wasn't shocking because you know, Rick just hey, I don't want to talk about that. I mean, I, I can just picture him now <laughs> yeah. uh, saying that. Yeah, but. like, it wasn't out of the ordinary that he wouldn't talk about something, right? <laughs> exactly. But, um, yeah, true. it was cool. And he's like, you know, they approached him at the five-year anniversary. The media approached him at 10-year anniversary. He's like, it's just, I'm not talking about it. And he refuses. The only thing he said about it uh, was he talked about just how there were no injuries after that and all that. But, yeah, go listen to him and Zach talk about that portion. Yeah, that was interesting. And then the other thing that really stuck out to me was Zach Lowe asked him about the starting lineup. And he asked him, you know, would you want to settle on a starting lineup? There's been, what, seven different starting lineups in nine, ten games? Carlisle said, quote, I would love to settle on a starting lineup. But then he went on and talked about how he didn't really feel like this roster was made to have one starting lineup, and he really liked being able to be adaptable uh, and to change things around. And so this is the whole thing about people saying, well, why don't teams have to adapt to us? Carlisle has this opinion that the Mavericks need to adapt to other teams with their lineup, and he believes that they can do that. And that's that was very interesting to me. There's a couple other things in that, but that's the first thing I want to talk about. Yeah, and it, it's what we've <clears throat> we've brought this up a lot of how the roster is so top heavy with you know with KP and Luca, and then after KP and Luca, you have a bunch of these um, like it's just uh, it's a bunch of role players, fifth starters, pretty much fifth starters for the most part, and that I think that's his nice way of saying that of hey, just this roster doesn't. Uh, right now, I think we could see him get to a point, but right now, this roster hasn't, you know, just played out that way to where I have five guys, and he, ha- he has so many dudes, so many fifth starters that he's just mixing and matching at this point. And I did like that he admitted, and he's like, "Yeah, I want to get some stability because this is what some people, including us, have been wondering: Is this what Rick wants? Like, is this something that he's been, want- you know, he likes it, and it's like a chess match for him? And I could see him getting enjoyment out of that. I'm like, all right, well, yeah. I know these two guys are here, and then I'm gonna like think about how I can match players up. But the fact that he's t- he told you know Zach Low today that hey, no, I I really do want stability, and that's something he's working towards. So uh, that was cool to hear. Yeah, the the stability part of it, the fact that he thinks that you know they would like it, but that he also said that the players have been very good about it and they've responded really well to the lack of stability. Which yes, I, I yeah, no, no. What it, he mentioned and he admitted that he's like, I know it's been like harder on the players. Yeah. It's what we just speculated on yesterday's yeah. podcast of like, hey, I wonder if these players like truth serum if they would be like, man, this sucks. It's hard to get in rhythm, all this stuff. And I love that Rick admitted that it's like, hey, this isn't the easiest for the players. They've handled it better than you know, or the best that they could, and all this stuff. Like, I like that he was admitting that. That was really cool. 
I wonder if he meant that they were handling it well off the court or on the court, because I'm not sure that they're handling it well on the court, because it seems like every single game where there's a new starting lineup, we talk about one or two players coming out and just having, you know, terrible games, (laughs) you know, like Seth Curry the other night didn't have a really good game. Uh, We've seen Dwight Powell come out and not have a good game starting, and then he gets benched the next game, Uh, because I don't know how well players have been handling it on the court, but off the court, I feel like that's what he was alluding to. Yeah, and I'm anxious to see a fan reaction. Can you see, there's probably going to be a game coming up. It could be Thursday night in New York to where he throws out a starting unit and it's like a new one or one he's only used like once and they kill it. Like they go up by like 15 at the end of the first quarter and everybody's like, that's the starting unit right there. And it's like a complete overreaction of, all right, whatever starting unit blows up the next, that's the starting unit that you got to start for the next like 10 games. And um, yeah, I... So on the maps.com piece that came out on Tuesday, top 10 Tuesday, go read it. Hey, uh, I, I do like random 10 points over the past week. And link I is in the description. It. Click read Isaac's articles on maps.com, that link, and you can go read it right away. It's, it's more like a fun, uh, lighthearted type of thing. But I put in there some numbers when it comes into uh, like lineup stuff this year. And literally there have been zero Zero five-man lineups that have logged at least 30 minutes together this season. That just baffled me. Like, how many minutes they've played, uh, you know, as a team so far, but zero five-man lineups that played at least 30 minutes together. There's only been one five-man lineup that has played six games, six out of ten games, not even all ten, but there's only been one five-man lineup that has played in six games together. And, And, I mean, that's just... That baffles me too. Like it just shows the fluidity of what he's doing with lineups right now. And I mean, going back to the zero five man lineups as log thirty, there's only been four five man lineups that have logged over twenty minutes together, and that's not a ton either. So, and to talk about the different pairings, this is what's wild. And I went and compared it to the other teams and looked at teams like the Rockets or just random teams across the league about how many two man lineups that have logged over a hundred minutes together. And some teams have like 12, 15, you know, max of two-man lineups that have logged over 100 minutes. Dallas has 22 of them that have logged over 100 minutes together. That just shows wow. you how many players have been on the court with different combinations of each other. And, uh, yeah, however we want to take that. But he's definitely been fluid. Yeah, definitely, definitely been fluid. There's been a lot of change in moving pieces around and – yeah, it's just wild. And it all just revolves around Luka, and the Mavs still have the best offensive rating in the league. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to them for having the best offensive rating in the league. He also talked about DeLon Wright a little bit because Zach Lowe, like a lot of us, thought that DeLon Wright was definitely going to be a starter, and Carlisle said he thinks he works better off the bench. I think Carlisle is, is falling in love with the, the Jalen Brunson-DeLon Wright combo again, like like we said yesterday. And I think that's where he's coming from with wanting to play DeLon right off the bench. Because it seemed like he thought that DeLon is better off the bench and that he won't start him or consider starting him in the near future. That is what it seemed like when he talks about DeLon. I will say this. So there's been four five-man lineups that have played over 20 minutes together. I just said that a little bit ago. There's only one of those four-man lineups that has a positive net rating. And not just a positive, but they're a plus 36. It's a lot. And and it's Tim Hardaway... (laughs) Dwight Powell, DeLon Wright, Justin Jackson, and Brunson. Basically the bench unit, plus Powell's them. So, I mean, they've logged 24 minutes together. That doesn't seem like a ton, 
But the lineup that's logged the most minutes together, a five-man unit, is at 29 minutes, and that's Seth Curry, Dwight Powell, Porzingis, Luka, and Dorian. Pretty much a starting unit for the most part. They're at minus 25 on the season net rating-wise. But, yeah, I mean, you go down through it, you look at DeLon Wright's net rating playing with Jalen Brunson. That combination is showing that they play really well together. And, uh, yeah, I think I was in the in the camp of Zach Lowe, I thought, going into the season – not that necessarily I agreed with it, but going into the season, I thought they made the trade and everything with DeLon Wright. Set in stone is your starter, and uh, that's been a little surprising, but hey, they like him off the bench, and he's playing well off the bench. Yeah, and it's been working, and they like the the two ball handlers off the bench. They thought that, you know, apparently they think that it works, and that's what he's done the last however long we've covered the team. He's had the two ball handlers coming off the bench, Yogi and JJ, Devin Harris and JJ, you know. Whoever he can throw, whoever he can throw in there, he likes to have two guys at the same time that can can handle the ball, and that's what it, what's come down to. Man, um, so can I throw at you a maxi thing? Yeah, yeah, do it. So I put in a maxi thing in my piece today because I think Maxi needs needs some love for his improved outside shot, especially recently. <clears throat> Over his past five games, Maxi is shooting thirteen of twenty six from beyond behind the line, Let's behind go. the arc. 50% from the three-point line. That's huge for Maxi. When you look at four, the Mavericks have four players. One of these we can laugh at. The Mavericks have four players that are shooting over at least six three-pointers. Uh, I mean, at least four three-pointers a game. They only have four. They have four players: Luca, Tim Hardaway, Porzingis, and Maxi. Can you guess which one is shooting the most? Shooting the most per game, most threes yeah. per game is Luca. Luca at 8.8. Uh, threes a game. He's, he's shooting at thirty one percent clip. Right after that is Tim, Tim Hardaway, Hardaway yeah. <laughs> at six point four uh, threes a game, and he's shooting at thirty two percent. Porzingis is shooting six point two three point uh, three pointers a game. He's at thirty seven percent. And here comes Maxi uh, with four point seven three pointers a game, shooting at forty percent on the season. This is huge for him. I mean, you look at. Uh, I know it's just a small sample size theater, but <clears throat> you look at his rookie season, he shot 31% from three. Uh, last year, I think he shot 34% from three. I could be 36 wrong 36 is the number that came to my head, but it's, it's in that range. Okay, and I mean, either way, it's a it's a gradual increase in that percentage. Uh, so uh, I just think he deserves a lot of love. I put a synergy thing in there as far as he's literally one of the best spot-up shooters in the league as far as points per possession. 35.3, split the difference. Okay, 35% last year. Um, but, yeah, he's one of the best spot-up shooters in the league right now. Uh, Maxi is. I know you can credit Luca for a lot of that, but uh, just shouts to Maxi. I think he's having a, a really good start to the year, and I think he should take some of Dwight's minutes at this point. Yeah, defensively, he's been great, too. We thought that he had some really good possessions against Tatum the other night. He had Tatum had one of the worst shooting nights he can have, but we thought that he defended him well and that Maxi's defended the rim well when you put – Porzingis and Maxi out there. I think that's advantageous for the Mavs to have two guys that can defend the rim, and it's worked really well. And yeah, I would I would like to see more Maxi starting, for sure. For sure. And now we now we see what they're going to roll out on Thursday. And will Rick roll out a new lineup? Will he roll out the same lineup he rolled out last Friday night at home against the Knicks? Uh, we'll see. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see, guys. We will be back tomorrow to preview the game against the Knicks and then the day after that, the Knicks game. That's that's crazy. It's still a couple days. There's a couple days off for the Mavs there. But we'll talk about that. We'll see you tomorrow. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.